Hi, we're here with Gail Ferreira, and um, we're just going to have a quick dialogue about... Yes, my topic today that I'm going to talk about is deconstruction. So, I have kind of a unique uh, blend of skills and interests. So, I am a Lean Six Sigma black belt, as well as being a certified scrum pro professional and uh, certified agile coach. So, I do like to blend the two techniques together. So, what I really find fascinating is the way that you can simplify concepts and ideas um, from everything in uh, from stories all the way up to creating large value streams or portfolios of work. So, so explain to us what is deconstruction? Well yes, well deconstruction is actually taking things apart. So a lot of times when I go into agile transformations there's already existing programs in place that um, are being implemented and often there are common themes and elements in each one of those programs um, that could be used, but also simplified so that you're eliminating, you know, uh, additional waste and work. So what you do is you would go in and find common themes within all of the individual programs or projects in flight and then find out ways that you can combine the work and actually, um, you know, um, roll it up into single elements so that you eliminate some of the wasteful um, activities. So, so let's, for example, if we have a backlog of prioritized work, how would you apply, you know, the concept of deconstruction to that? Right. Well, what I would do is find items that maybe might be duplicates or similar or the same and do some grouping of similar items and then try to combine into um, a single story or single elements that, um, you know, would just be used once rather than replicate it multiple times. So, so will we see deconstruction and elaboration as kind of the same things or a little bit different? Do they have similarities? Um, they are similar but not the same. Okay. So I would say that deconstruction is more where you can be, um, elaboration is actually adding things on more, so pro like progressive, progressive, progressive elaboration is adding more functionality onto um, stories and having them sort of evolve organically. But deconstruction is more about um, going backwards or going the other way, and especially in transformations where you're going from waterfall to agile, where you would take some of the work elements and then be able to simplify them in order to actually improve your output, right, and get your work yeah. done. So if you were working with some leaders and you wanted to get this point across such that they could take this and, and really digest it, because you know leaders have, you bring a new topic to them, they're going, right. like, what, what is that, new language? So right. I mean, how would we really introduce that to a leader in an organization who is really trying to just get a handle on this concept of agility and now you have applying deconstruction to right. that as a context. Well that's a great question but so it would all go back to the concept of value. So really by doing deconstruction what you do is you're finding the the really the nuggets of value that can be found within existing programs or initiatives um, and then you're able to prioritize rank and and work on those smaller units first um, and then you would go on to the other work. So you actually do end up being a lot more productive because you're focusing on the simplest things that are the most important. So in a sense, um, it's really more um, in line with the, with the concept of simplicity.
Okay. You know, one of the things that I, I like to cook, and I just, cooking is my thing, or baking too. So I like to use that sometimes as an illustration. I mean, if I had to break down making a cake, right? I don't know if you like cooking or not. I'm just like throwing this out yeah. there. I mean, I'm like reaching here um, in this context. But I mean, how would you use it as an illustration? Let's let's say like a, a an exercise for some leaders, and, right. and let's let's make a fictitious cake. Right. No, let's just deconstruct making a three-layer fictitious cake with some leaders. How would we go about doing that? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I actually do like to cook as well, but ah. you've got, yeah. So. <laughs> that's so great. So you've got, out. The, you've got the different versions. So, for example, you might have the very elaborate version, the Julia Child version mm -hmm. of a cake, of a layer cake, where you actually start with everything from scratch, and maybe the eggs need to be separated, and you have to clarify the butter, and you have to put all these additional steps in. But then you've got the other version, which is maybe the Rachel Ray version, which is just the real simple one, right? Or the Barefoot Contessa or whatever, which is just a simple, you know, 12-minute process for somebody that's on the go, but the cake is the same, right? So the idea is similar, that you don't have to put as many steps in. You would still get the same value and the same quality and the same taste in the cake, but you don't have to put all that work in. So that's you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about this and, and drawing a parallel to cooking, that would be my, my analogy. What a tasty, what a tasty <laughs> treat, right? Just for us to come up with that on the fly. I mean, I love it. It's, this is just so amazing. But I, I think of, um, you're an academic in the context of being Dr. Dale, Gail Ferreira, <laughs> Dr. Dale, Dr. Gail Ferreira. I mean, it's, it's so magical. Um, did you pick up the context of deconstruction while you're going through um, your schooling? And, or this, is this something, just a new topic that you just came upon? Um, this is actually a new topic that I came upon. Actually, um, my doctoral dissertation was actually on UI UX design mm -hmm. and um, looking for behavioral characteristics of websites. So it didn't really have anything to do with deconstruction, although I did have qualitative elements in there. But I have studied a lot of the um, theoretical books on deconstruction um, from Dorita and some of the other folks mm. that, are, that are thought leaders, theoretical leaders. Yeah. So, but in the last two years on working on my Agile transformations, um, I was thinking of ways to really simplify um, things that we were doing um, in terms of finding, right, the most valuable items and being able to really get the work done um, in a more efficient manner, but again, you know, still having that tasty cake, if you will. Yeah. But um, not having to put as much work or effort in and being able to get it out uh, more quickly because really companies now, that's sort of what they want, right? Everybody wants everything quickly, um, but they want the same quality. But, but I could see the relevance between deconstruction and UI UX, right? As you think about trying to build an experience for a customer, it's really breaking down this, this new feature and how the customer interacts with that or relates to that. Um, just speak a little bit more about that. If you had to, to do the application between that practice of going out and studying people interacting with any systems, let, let's just call it a system of um, having a nice cup of coffee, right. right? And what is that experience like? I mean, how would you kind of like introduce deconstruction to that? In, in that context as well. Right, well that's a great question, but you would want to find the elements in drinking that cup of coffee that were the most important to the customer. So you would you know, think about when you pick up that cup of coffee in the morning, what's the most important part? Is it the aroma? Is it the taste? Is it the hit of caffeine? 
you know, what are the most important elements, right? And so then when you're building your product, then you're, you're going to make sure that, you know, whatever it is with your product that would be the most satisfying or that would resonate the most with your client will be there. And interestingly enough, I was just leading an open space topic on the subject here at the uh, Global Scrum Gathering, and we talked about that. And getting the user involved with the design process and really having early testing from the user is really important or the customer because, you know, as a designer, we can sit there and dream up ideas of what we think somebody might like, but until we really taste test it, as it were, it may not be, you know, it may not be exactly what they're looking for. That's true. Um, yeah, it's just really fabulous being at the, the Scrum Gathering. Um, takeaways, what, what are some of the things that you really just enjoyed being here? Um, a lot of it are just the offline conversations with people in terms of just um, some of the experiences and things like that. Um, I think now the new track, the Scrum for Hardware, is actually really fascinating as well, and it's gotten people like um, ingrained into the process with the uh, car building. Um, I was involved a little bit in the car building, and then we do have a lot of people here actually from the automotive industry as well. I've talked to people from uh, Daimler Chrysler, um, BMW, and all those places where they talk about the prototypes and design and how it's um, an important part of the process as well. Um, and they're starting to use um, Scrum and Agile uh, in all those areas. And, I, and even in Jeff Sutherland's keynote, he really talked about that a lot. So I found that to be really fascinating. That's really great. You know, and I know you brought up something like business value. I know I had an opportunity to sit in with, um, with Roger um, looking at his, his uh, presentation. And, and it was interesting to be able to, uh, how do we really quantify and qu use qualitative and quantitative measures right. to define um, business value? Because you know, it's one of those things that we struggle with something. So what is business value? And it was great to see that someone took the time and the energy to talk about unit of measures, um, to look at the focus area, what, when, is, when will you deliver this, and then try to, to even put it in the context of dollars, mm -hmm. dollars and cents, because business value sometimes, a lot of times, equates to just that. Right, right, yeah. yeah, and that's usually all that executives care about, really, is the dollars and cents and what they're going to walk away with in terms of... Um, revenue, right? Revenue yeah. is the most important metric to most executives, and we were talking about that. I was in uh, Adam Weisbart's session yesterday for metrics, and I was sitting next to a CPO, and mm -hmm. he was just saying velocity and all these other metrics. The executives don't really care about any of those. But they the don't. thing they care about is the revenue or ROI. Yeah, know, so. and in, 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 in that context, the relationship is time to market, right? Because the faster time to market, more feedback from your customers and opportunity to get revenue. Right, yeah, and that was one of the ones, time to value or cost yeah. of value was that I had brought up as well. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, th that's really great that we're, we're having these type of dialogues, that we bring more people into the community to have these type of dialogues about other things that are really relevant to our business leaders. But what's next for you? What, what do you have going on next for today or even in the next few months? What do you have planned? Um, well, what's next for me is that I am currently working on a book. So I am working on a book uh, about deconstruction. And so I have a, some content for that that I'm assembling for some past transformations. Um, and then I'm also planning on um, attending, you know, the upcoming conferences. So I've been involved in the Scrum Gathering in a slightly different role this year as a volunteer. Um, and then I'll be, um, I'm also helping um, my organization with some marketing efforts and putting together a marketing message. And then I will be involved in the uh, Agile Conference as well. 
So, and uh, this year I've been involved as a reviewer and a uh, track sponsor for the Enterprise Agile Track. Okay, so, so you're talking about the, the, the Agile 2017. Yeah, the Agile, yeah, with the Agile Alliance. So. Yeah, with Agile Alliance. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. I mean, I, I'm really grateful that you took the time to share. Oh, thank you. You know, Dave. what's going on with you um, in, in terms of, but I'm looking forward to that book. Oh, thank you. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Right. Um, well, I might put you on my review team then. <laughs> put me on your review team. I don't mind reading and giving feedback. Okay, great. You know, of any kind of guidance that you may want. Um, if people wanted to reach out and learn more about you, um, where would you send them? Twitter, um, website? Well, yeah, I do actually have a website. So, and um, also I'm, uh, you know, available on LinkedIn. But I have two websites actually. The the new one this year is enterpriseagileleader.com. And then I do have a drgaleferrera.com, and then um, you know my my LinkedIn profile is also active, so that's always a good way to contact me okay. via, via uh, LinkedIn mail. So, yeah, so I would make sure that people could reach out to you and, okay, and, and you. get there. But um, what, what, just one last thing. Okay. What would one last message you would want to leave for people who are interested in the practice of agility as a lifestyle, as something that that's transformative in their organization. I mean, is there one thing that you would like to just leave our audience with? Well, you can agilize anything. So um, for those of you that are just starting out in the field of agile, it is a great field, but, and some people wonder where they get started, but you could just start doing things at home where you, you know, could set up your own Kanban boards or your own scrum boards and just start putting tasks in there and, um, and start, uh, you know, um, sort of agilizing your life, as it were, and and then you know, um, and then finding ways to work in some of the ceremonies and practices into your daily daily lifestyle. So I would recommend that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Gail. Okay, thank oh, you, Doctor Gail. Okay. Thank All you, right, Doctor Dave. Thank you so okay, much. Thank you. Look for the Null Show with Doctor Dave podcast on iTunes and Google Play. The Null Share with Doctor Dave podcast is hosted on GrokShare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at DrDaveInfo or at NullShare. This podcast and interview produced by Dr. Dave Cornelius. Copyright 2017, NullShare.